0: Come one, come all. It's another edition of the Shy State Pod. Welcome in. I'm Sam Brief. Happy to have you and happy to have junior men's golfer Kevin Bullington joining the podcast today. Now, Bullington, in a lot of ways, was the ideal podcast guest, self-described as someone who's antsy, talkative, and sometimes people have to tell him to shut up. Thus, the perfect podcast guest. Kevin's got an interesting story, too. How do you go from a bad baseball player, his words, not mine, who doesn't play golf really competitively, into a Division I golfer? Fun to break down that journey and chart the path with Kevin, who, by the way, is from the suburbs of Chicago and is a lifelong Chicago sports fan, now playing at a Division I Chicago University. Pretty cool. So before, Kevin, a reminder that our partners at BSN Sports, the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country, would like to thank all the coaches out there who truly are the heart of the game. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives, and that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN Sports can save you time off the field by giving you more time to impact lives on it. Just call your local BSN Sports Sales Pro or visit bsnsports.com today. Without further ado, it's Kevin Bullington. Welcome in, Kevin.
1: How's it going? Thanks for having me.
0: It's an honor to have you because I saw right before we started recording that in your room at home, you have the same exact White Sox logo history banner that I had in my room at home growing up. So I'm already kind of vibing with you and feeling like we're on the same page.
1: We're on a good foot right now. We are just turning at the same time on the same wavelength. Some may say we're good. We
0: are on the same wavelength. And you know what? (laughs) I appreciate that. And you're on a big Chicago wavelength. You've got a flag of Chicago on your hat. You've got the white Sox pennant right behind you. I know you've got Chicago in your blood. Give me an idea of what this city and this area mean to you.
1: Well, I mean, I've been here my whole life, so that's one of it. So, I mean, born and raised southwest suburbs of, suburbs of Chicago, and uh, I've always really enjoyed sports. So I always kind of get pulled into like the. I'm a, I'm a White Sox fan. Yes, I don't really enjoy the Cubs, but any team that wins in Chicago is pretty good for me. Good for the city, and uh, yeah, pretty much. In Chicago's home. That's what I see it as. I mean, I travel on other places and I try to compare it to this. I'm like, it just doesn't feel like home. There's few places that I'd want to live other than this. But uh, if only the weather was a little bit nicer here, then this would be the perfect spot. But that kind of gets me uh, frustrated because golfing in the snow is pretty hard. I can I can say that.
0: If we could take the entire Chicago metropolitan area and cut it out, put it on a plane and send it to Hawaii and place it down there. I don't think too many people would complain. There are some logistics to figure out, but they're smart people, right?
1: I mean, it has to be coming within the next 50 years, right? That's technology that's coming, right? I mean, just geographical transplantation.
0: That's what we'll call it. There we go. Book it.
1: Heard here first. Chicago State Pod.
0: Yeah, everyone get out your saws. We're all going to help cut. Yes, everyone. All right, Kevin. Well, uh, we're not here to espouse crazy theories about transplanting Chicago. We're here to learn about you a little bit. And I know you've got a cool story with your development throughout high school athletics. So you went to Lincoln Way High School. Plot me right into freshman year and what your sports involvement was.
1: Okay, so I'll just start with this. Growing up, I mean, I was around golf, but I didn't really play it competitive, competitively. I was always a baseball guy. So, I mean, growing up, that's literally all I did during the summers. I'd go out and play with my dad golf every once in a while, but like, cause my whole family does play, but so I get to high school and I did try out for the team and I made JV. I mean, I was pretty bad. I'll say not good at all. Did not play well the whole year, but I mean, it was fun. I was just more gearing up for the baseball season. So I played baseball. I was pretty good, like starting off and on. I I always say I was a really, really good fielder, I, like really good. But I feel like I can say that because I will tell you myself that I was an awful hitter. I couldn't do it. So that summer I played travel ball after my freshman year and we played like 90 games in a year and I got absolutely burnt out. So I was like, man, I do not feel like playing baseball anymore. And like, at this time, I was still like, I was practicing golf, like sticking in it. Then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of focus on that. So after my freshman year, well, more after my sophomore year, because I didn't really play all that well then. But I said, okay, I'm going to do this. So then I started to go pretty hard, just kind of grinded. I mean, it's kind of like a every day of the summer type thing. And come junior year, I got, I mean, decently good. I dropped my average from probably like, high 80s to high 70s-ish, maybe even low 80s. I don't really know the specifics, but, and then, yeah, I think I won conference my junior year, which gave me some good good vibes. I didn't make it to state, but going into my senior year then, I would categorize it as pretty successful. A lot of good finishes and made it to state, didn't play well, but it was definitely a long ride. A lot of development golf-wise and, but pretty
0: good the development golf wise after coming out of baseball what was it like transitioning your swing from baseball to golf I know your baseball swing clearly was not all that good as you said (laughs) but, but what was the transition like
1: well you know there actually are a lot of similarities in it and I mean you can kind of see sometimes like if you look at swing I mean my golf swing is pretty I would call it relatively unorthodox it doesn't look like an adam scott what about it uh i have extremely high hands so in the backswing so instead of kind of being more across i got pretty high but that's also uh how i kind of can hit it pretty far for being five ten and 150 pounds so but uh it's
0: not quite a barkley funky
1: no not i mean i i would like to hopefully it's a little bit better than that but uh (laughs) but uh But I think the swings, I mean, the way my body and my hips move, like it all kind of just came together because I've always had really fast tips and like even going back to baseball, that's why I couldn't hit. I mean, when you're way out in front of it and anything you do, like it's going to be challenging, but I would like to think it kind of helped me. I mean, I never could hit it that far baseball wise though, but that could have also been because I was super small and super light. So who could say? True, who could say?
0: Once you really focused on golf, was it all golf?
1: golf? Uh, absolutely.
0: I mean, like I said, my,
1: all my family played. So, I mean, I'm out there. I think we joined a country club my, after my sophomore year or whatever, and being out there being, have like have the opportunity to literally go out and practice on like a good course every day. I mean, that made all the difference. Cause it's one of those things where, I mean, I was playing at times 36 holes a day, multiple times a week, just kind of zipping around and you kind of just learn, you kind of just like get into a groove. I mean, golf's like a big momentum thing and trying to kind of build up your confidence. And when you're playing all that time, you kind of learn how to deal with things. So I would have to credit that to most of my kind of growth, just kind of playing.
0: When you told me that you really zoned in on it, you said every day, grinding it out. Now, I know golf is a sport that is mentally taxing to be out there every day. Hot summer, you're baking in the sun. If you're getting better, it means that often at the start, you're not shooting very well. So it's frustrating. So what were those days like grinding when you just said, all right, I'm all in on this thing. I got to work. What was the work like?
1: I mean, challenging. I mean, even now, I mean, it's such a hit or miss. Well, I mean, there is not often times you're going to play around perfectly. You know, I mean, you will never perfect the sport either. So, I mean, you can look after around even if you shoot one of your best scores, you're like, man, it could have been, it could have been two shots lower or something like that. I mean, but as I was trying like trying to build my toolbox, I like to say, so build all these shots, build different swings or whatever. I mean, you'll go a couple of weeks where you feel like you're in the wilderness. Like I I mean, you go out there and you can't hit the ball or like I can hit it, but nowhere near good enough to play well. So then you're like, man, like that kind of stinks. This isn't because for me, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love golf, but being a pretty fierce competitor, I do not like bad golf, which that's kind of what drives me to keep practicing too. And it got kind of what motivates me because when I get done with the round and I feel like I didn't get what I could have out of it, I'm, I'm like, man. That kind of stinks. But at the same time, like, that's kind of why I love it because I can look back at it and I can look exactly what I did. I can say, well, no wonder you didn't putt good. You just haven't practiced much putting. And that's kind of just where I'm at right now, too, with a lot of my things just because we've been busy. But it was hard, definitely hard to continue to just stay sharp. I mean, that's the big thing.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to ask you to do something tough here. Oh, golly. right in the moment of the worst round you've ever shot and describe it to me.
1: Uh, You don't really want to, I'm not going to lie. You don't really want to be there. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I've always prided myself on kind of like, if I get off to a bad start, like I can kind of try to take it back. But like I said, like some days it's just not your day. And the more you realize that the easier it comes like, and then you actually start to play better, which is kind of funny. Like, when you stop thinking about it so much, but I mean, when you're going through a round where nothing's going right, I mean, you'll hit a ball and those are the days where it's going to hit a sprinkler and go out of bounds or hit a sprinkler and go in the water. Like it's just, it's like a snowball effect and it just keeps going and keeps going. So, I mean, it's long. I mean, cause when you're out there for a tournament round, you're out there for what, five hours, mostly by yourself, kind of just walking around. And I mean, it's hard and you get done with it and you're like, man, I'm never going to play golf again. This stinks. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, what time is my tea time? So it's like, it's infuriating, but it's also awesome. And that's why I play it. That's why I like it. So sounds it's like a though. drug to me. It very much is. I mean, like what I'm saying, it, the game drives you crazy and it'll, it'll punch you down way more times than it rewards you. But when you get rewarded and you play well, like you're like, yeah, I did that. So it's, it's nice.
0: If you removed golf completely from your life, what's Kevin like? I don't know.
1: That's kind of hard because I do golf a lot. But uh, I mean, I would like to think I'm pretty personable. I'd kind of just be a chill dude. I love to play video games, so I would maybe what venture games? into. I- I'm a big Call of Duty guy. I gotta say. I mean, I used to, like sports games. I like I used to play like Madden or MLB the Show or whatever, but. As of these days, I'm kind of just in that like competitive Call of Duty side. So, not even like just casually playing. Like, if I'm going to play it, I want to kind of be the best at it. I know I'm not going to definitely not going to get there, but kind of cool. Sometimes a boy can dream, right?
0: Dreams sometimes come true. (laughs) Hey, sometimes. (gasps) You're a business management major at Chicago State. Give me an idea of what your career aspirations are and what you want to go into.
1: Hey, okay, so I definitely don't want to play golf. I'll say that. Like, I love golf, but the comp- don't want to play competitively, shall I say. Whatever I find, whatever job or whatever, I, want, like, I would like to, it to be somewhat related to the golf industry, though. So find maybe like a club manufacturer or something like that to where I'm still around it, can play it, and make good money doing it. So, I mean, that's, that's the goal. I mean, I'm never going to stop playing. There's no shot that's going to happen. But uh, I definitely want to find something with a little flexibility. So if I want to take a weekend trip or a few day trip to go play some nice golf courses, you can. That's the goal.
0: And there are a lot of nice golf courses around the world. Tell me the best one you've ever played at. Oh, golly.
1: Um, I'll have to say I have I haven't traveled out of the United States a lot, but I would like to think I've gone to a lot of cool places within the United States to golf. I mean, if I'm talking just golf course and just vibes of the golf course, bring me to Pinehurst, North Carolina, and just plop me there, and I'll be good. I mean, you go there, and you smell the pine trees, and literally every time it rains here, I'm like, man, it kind of smells like North Carolina. It smells like Pinehurst. But, like, that place, you go there, and there's nothing but golf course. You drive five minutes down the road, golf course on the left, golf course on the right. So, I mean, it's a toss-up between there, even, like, in Arizona. Like, I would move to Arizona in an instant as well. But probably Piner's is my favorite, I would say, that I've been to.
0: Well, in Arizona, you could golf. And also, you could catch White Sox Spring Training over at Camelback Ranch. So, that you got a maid there.
1: And you can't shovel. You can't shovel shun- sunshine, man. That's a little tongue twister. I mean, there's no snow there. That's not an issue. So I could, I can take the heat. I mean, 120 degrees, just stay inside during the middle, of the middle of the day, go out at night. I can take that. I mean, it's ideal there.
0: It is ideal. Sunshine, golf, White Sox spring training. I'm curious, being at Chicago State as someone who grew up in the greater Chicago area, how, how did you? end up at CSU. Take me behind the scenes of that story. Okay.
1: I have It's quite a wild ride, but I'll say it's the best of my ability.
0: I'll so type my seatbelt.
1: There we go. So, so like I said, I kind of started competitive golf kind of late. So like after sophomore year, I like, I would say when people ask me, when did I start playing? Like that's when I say like competitively, when I started to try, that is when I started not try, but you know what I mean? So, Didn't really get a lot of like looks or whatever recruitment wise. But uh, at the golf academy I went to, they, he uh, put a phone call in with the school. I won't mention the school, but I was going to go there. And I literally went there for the first week of school and we went through like qualifying or whatever. And it just wasn't what I wanted. I mean, there's like 20 guys on the team, the qualifying for the, like just to play was grueling and I was going to be paying a lot of money doing it. So I was like, this is not for me. And and I'm kind of like a homebody. I kind of like to be around home as well, like what I know. So I actually, so I, like I said, I went for like a week. It was like orientation. I said, nope, I'm not going to do this. And I packed it up and I went home. I think that summer I, or that fall, I took one class at a local junior college. It was like psychology or something like that. And I just worked at the movie theater where I worked at. So AMC theater. So I was popping popcorn and taking my one class. Still golfing on the side i was kind of emailing coaches see what i can figure out so then i think it's the beginning of december of 2018 i get a phone call and it's from coach Haynes, my coach now at chicago state he said hey kevin uh how would you like to come play golf relatively cheap i said sure i mean why, why not that's Governor a great state coach raise...
0: voice by the way
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> as good as i can do i don't know but uh and it was right down the road. Governor state's only 25 minutes away from me as well. So it's the same as Chicago state. So I go there, I play a semester. So I believe that was the spring of 2019. I played there, played my tournaments, played. I mean, I wouldn't say really played great, but played pretty well. I love the guys on the team. So I do that. And then summer's coming around and I'm preparing, like getting my classes going. And then I get another phone call and it's from coach Haynes again. And he's, so I pick up and I'm like, it's the middle of July. I'm like, you, she doesn't really call me at this time. He said, Hey, Kevin, um, I'm not going to be coaching at governor state anymore. I actually got the job at Chicago state. And I said, Oh, sweet. And he said, how would you like to come play for me? And at that point I said, I mean, I said, I would think about it, but I knew I was going to go. There's not many opportunities to go play division one collegiate golf. And it's just something that I couldn't pass up. I mean, I would do it over again a thousand times and I'm glad that I didn't end up going to the school that I was going to, cause I would never be where I'm at today. Like I truly feel like everything happened for a reason and I love it here. So, and I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want to change it. I like the guys on the team. I like coach Haynes. Like we play one of the best tournament schedules that you will ever see. I mean, that's when he says he's going to bring you to some cool places. He's, he's fallen through for that.
0: Yeah, what does it mean to look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Oh, hey, that guy—that's a Division One athlete."
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, golf is kind of one of those weird sports too. Like, it doesn't really matter like where you go. Like, you will find good golfers anywhere. Like, you can go find the smallest school in the middle of, I don't know, like Idaho or some some state, Montana or whatever. You're gonna find like a good stick there, like a good good player. But I mean, be able to like. Say it to my friend, like, I'm proud of it. I mean, why Why can't you be? I mean, I feel like I've worked hard enough. I just feel like I didn't get a lot of recognition. So it's like, I mean, I'm good with it. Like, I'm not going to overly, like, overstate it, but someone says, I'm proud to say that I'm a Division One golfer at Chicago State University. I'll say that. And if they look up at it or stick their nose, I'm like, you're not here. So <laughs> I am, you're not.
0: I'm thinking of freshman year, you, who's just playing baseball, Good fielder, bad hitter, which doesn't really make a very good baseball player. No offense. Not now you're a D1 athlete.
1: Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I and like I said, like I was never going to be able to make it there for baseball because like growing up. I always knew collegially I either wanted or needed to play a sport. Just kind of how my mind is. I need to be busy. So I knew baseball wasn't going to be that. And I didn't even know if golf was going to be that. But
0: look, where we're at. Guess we're here you're a busy body. Mind's always moving. Has that always mm-hmm. been the way you are? Uh, yeah,
1: I've always had kind of a fast spinning mind or anxious mind or whatever. And that's kind of why golf is just something where I can kind of go out there. It makes me, don't get me wrong. Like it makes me nervous or anxious, but like it's a total, total different anxious kind of feeling. Cause like in general, I'm a pretty nervy guy. Just, just kind of how I am. I've been that way since what third grade or whatever, but, or whenever I could start feeling it but I mean that's why I love golf though I something I can go out there for four or four and a half hours and be in nice weather and at that point like if I start feeling anxious I go say I mean what do you have to be anxious about I mean I'm sitting out there on a beautiful golf course 80 degrees sunny like there should not be a worry in the world there shouldn't and that's what I tell myself so that's why I do it <laughs>
0: I would think golf sort of serves as an antidote to the anxious personality, right? It's like, Oh, so serene and calm. And you'll be performing your best when your mind is having this inner peace.
1: hundred percent. I mean, I can tell you some of my rounds. It's just because in the middle, I, I don't know what clicks, but you get a little, the lane just you get your heart beating a little bit. And the next thing you know, you are playing terrible. And you're like, man, what happened? I know. I know exactly what happened. You just weren't. I wasn't there. Like mentally, it just, I lost a little bit of focus because I wasn't thinking about golf. I was just thinking about kind of being nervous. So I was like, that's the issue. So at that point, I mean, well, yeah.
0: Of the people in your life, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. First is only people in your day-to-day life, family, friends, teammates, whatever. Give me your number one favorite partner in a round of golf.
1: I mean, who? only one, it's pretty hard.
0: Only one. You're going to hurt some feelings here. It's
1: okay. I'm going to say my brother then. I mean, he's, he, I I call him my golf coach now too. I mean, he helps me out immensely. I mean, he still plays golf professionally, so he knows a good bit about what to do. So, I mean, he's the guy that I'll bounce things off of. I mean, sometimes he probably gets frustrated just because I ask all these questions, but it has to be him for sure. I mean- in a close second, I do love playing with my dad as well, but I mean, when when I have the ability to learn from a really good golfer, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass that out. And I like beating him too, so Cause then you can say you beat a professional golfer, right?
0: Kind of. <laughs> That's a huge <laughs> feather in often. your cap. Yeah, it doesn't so your brother often. Brian, he's a few years older than you, right? Went to Iowa. He's now on the yep. PGA Tour. Can you give listeners a little idea of where he's at in the professional ranks?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, right now he's kind of in, it's a tough spot, especially with COVID, like there wasn't many opportunities. So right now I would like akin it to like the minor leagues of golf. What he's doing? Like, so he's playing a couple like mini tour events. He's trying to go through Q school for the corn fairy tour and European tour. So we'll do that. But I mean, he's played in a couple of like corn fairy events, which would be like triple a baseball. So he's playing a couple of those. He's played in the John Deere classic twice or so. And I've actually caddied for him in a few of those tournaments as well. So, I mean, I've met a lot of cool people doing it, and I hope to continue. Because, I mean, when he makes to the big tour, because I, I mean, I truly think it's it's a it's a win, not an if. Like, yeah, I I truly believe. Like, I've watched a lot of good players play, like a lot of top notch golfers, and I see it. I it has a talent. He has the talent to do it for sure. He's just going to take advantage of one of those times that he gets, and I'm going to be his caddy then at least for a few until he needs maybe someone a little bit more, a little bit more than me. But I think we have a pretty good relationship out in the golf course. We kind of don't even think about golf. So maybe that's why he likes me on the bag as well.
0: So that's something in your calendar for the next few years is your brother's going to make it onto the tour, play in some major events and you're going to be right there as his caddy.
1: Yep. I'll be sipping iced tea at Augusta national in a few years. Hopefully, now that's the goal, right? That's the goal. That,
0: Ooh, man! And your good timing with the Masters being just this last week. Oh yeah. So, what's the most important lesson you've learned from your brother? Because I would think for someone competing right now at the college level, having a brother who's doing it professionally would be pretty valuable.
1: Um, I mean, I probably just have to say patience and a little bit more self belief. I mean, I'm quite hard on myself sometimes. Cause I mean, I just want to be per like, you want to be perfect. And it's something that you're never going to do. So when you like, when I'm going out and I hit a good shot or whatever, and you hear him say like, Oh, that's a great shot. Like you truly learn what a good shot is. And you learn, like you watch people who are very good. You're like, Man, why can't I do that? So, I mean, he preaches us to continue to be patient. And like he believes that I'm a pretty good player, so I mean, if he does, if he believes that, I have to believe it. So I just, I don't know if I lie to myself, but I just keep telling myself that. So I, I mean, I think that has to be just the patience and just that self belief.
0: It's a virtue, right?
1: I mean, if you tell yourself you're good enough enough times, you're gonna become good enough. I mean, it's a confidence thing. That's I mean, the game is like that. I mean, multiple parts of the game. I mean, if you step up to a shot and you say man, I can't hit it in the water. You're going to hit it in the water at least eight times out of 10 because you're thinking about that. But if you step up there and say, this is going right down the middle of the fairway, no doubt, you'll be living in the fairway.
0: Last one I got for you, Kevin. I asked you a real person in your life who you'd want to play golf with. Now, if you could pick anyone, dead or alive in human history to play around with, Who's your pick?
1: Oh, man. I mean, I'd have to be pretty selfish and pick someone that I'm going to learn a lot from golf wise. I mean, as of right now, I mean, I, I would always say like Tiger Woods would be pretty baller to play with. Like that'd be sweet, but I'd, I I think I'd rather play with Jordan Spieth. He's my favorite. Why is he my favorite player? I don't know. Like he's the same age as my brother too. Like they played tournaments with each other growing up. But like I just see his game, and it's one of those players where, like, you look at him, you're like, he's not that good. Then you look up at the leaderboard, and he's always there. Mm-hmm. At least recently has been. He did have a little dumb patch there for a little bit, but, but I, I kind of like how his game is. Like, I I don't model myself off of him because that's, I mean, don't can't really do that. But like I see myself because I'm quite grindy. Don't really like hit some shots, and you're like, man, what is he doing? But then you also hit some shots, where you're like. Yeah, that's pretty good
0: Yeah, that was the case in the masters too is he wasn't playing that well it was all about Matsuyama and then you look up yeah. and it's like oh okay speed's top five
1: yeah it was like completely opposite this year though like normally he has struggled, struggles like driving the golf ball or whatever but this week or this past week shall I say like he just couldn't make any putts that's what it was and he was hitting the ball as good as he could have so I don't know It's tough though. He's my, I root for him. I mean, that's why I watch golf too, just for those specific players. I get too invested in it sometimes. It makes me upset, but it's okay. Someone has to do it.
0: You know, Kevin, I'm learning something about you because I said, who do you want to play golf with? And you picked your brother who is a pro. And then you picked Jordan Spieth, who, I mean, you're a good golfer, but he would probably kick butt. (laughs) Yes. There's a different type of person that says, Oh, I'd pick my little four-year-old cousin and kick his butt. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There'd be I, I
1: I actually am starting to kind of help out with my cousins to play. I think they're, I mean, how old are they? Jeez, I can't even remember. They're 10, 8, and 6, somewhere around there. So, like, going through, like, trying to help them out, like, I'll have to say it's pretty frustrating, but, I mean, it's awesome just to see them enjoying it. And I've always been pretty close with them, so... Like just to be out there with them and just hang out, especially not being able to really hang out much in the past year. Cause I mean, there'd be good times where I would be over at their house once a week, probably. And we didn't have that for a while. And then my aunt was like, they want to start golf. I said, I'll help out. And that's, that's what we were doing. So while I would love the round with them, I mean, I wouldn't be able to pass up Jordan Spieth or my brother. So.
0: Right. You could get that whenever you please yeah (laughs) yep kevin great to chat with you great to meet you and appreciate you coming on the shy state Pod.
1: oh for sure thanks for having me it's a lot of fun i've never really done one of these but very fun i like just kind of talking too i'm (laughs) kind of talking about times sometimes i need something to to to, uh fix that Problem? not a problem but i don't know i do talk a lot though That's no problem. I talk a lot, too. That's why I do this. Hey, like we said, someone has to do it. So that's why we're here. You're here. And I'm here, too, I guess.
0: Well, we could also do the world's most uninteresting podcast with two people who really don't like to talk and we could just sit in silence. You know, oddly enough, that'd
1: be quite impressive. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that'd be hard. I wouldn't be able to do that just.
0: Sitting there Maybe it'd, be, it'd be more like a meditation tape, but I don't know if you and I would be the two best to guide the meditation tape, given our First, inherent personality.
1: Yeah, and I can't sit still that long, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't work.
0: It wouldn't work. So folks, go elsewhere for meditation. Come here for good conversation and good golf, not via me, but via Kevin Bullington, again, a junior on the Chicago State Men's Golf Squad. Kevin, thank you.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Fun conversation with Kevin. Appreciate him coming on the Shy State Pod and appreciate you for listening to the Shy State Pod. Now going back to where Kevin and I started with the White Sox banner that was right behind him on his wall, I checked a picture of my childhood room, and yes, it was the same exact White Sox banner that charts the development of the logo from the old C to the big S with an O and X sort of inside the squigglies of the S to what it is now in that kind of gothic-style White Sox font. So good to talk to a fellow Sox fan and a fellow Chicago State Cougar on this edition of the Shy State Pod. For all of you, hope you have a great rest of your week and stay tuned for more wonderful guests on the Shy State Pod as we plunge into the rest of the spring. All right, I'm Sam Brief here in Chicago. I will talk to you soon. Adios.